This is Sunbird Sound Off, presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frousey. Whether it's home, auto, renters, or business, for the insurance that best fits your needs, call Sheila Frousey at 559 221 5160. Let's go, Davis. Stay up to date with the Sunbirds at fpuathletics.com and on social media at FPU Sunbirds. It's the most wonderful time of the sports calendar because everybody is playing. Fall sports prepare for championship seasons. The PacWest Cross Country Championship starts that season this Saturday, while other Sunbird teams look to end their season on high notes and maybe improve their place when it comes to the Commissioner's Cup. Plus, we have winter sports getting underway. We're going to talk to women's basketball head coach Tim Beauregard about the upcoming season and tennis, swim and dive, everybody in action this past weekend. I'm Tim Slack, the new director of athletic communications here at Fresno Pacific University. Pinch hitting for Eric Bentley this week. He's in his new role as the assistant for facilities and game day operations. So crossover season, keeping him plenty busy, let alone life stuff. So we will be happy to have him back next week. But Sunbird Sound Off is presented, as always, by Farmers Insurance agent Sheila Frousing, a FPU women's basketball alum in the class of 2004. Whether it's home, auto, or business, trust fellow Sunbird Sheila Frousing to help protect you and your loved ones. Give her a call at 559-221-5160. Speaking of women's basketball, hoop season is upon us. Mentioned we'll be joined by head coach Tim Beauregard of the women's basketball team to talk about the season as he returns not just the core of his team from last year, but practically his whole squad. PacWest preseason rankings and PacWest preseason team announce. We'll discuss that as well as his expectations for the 2022-2023 campaign. Well, Eric has talked for a few weeks about how FPU has exceeded expectations in a couple of sports this fall, and the Sunbirds volleyball team had a very business-like trip to continue to exceed those expectations. They went to the Bay Area this weekend up in Belmont. They went to extra sets in the first against Art U, but the Sunbirds complete the season sweep of the Urban Knights with another sweep. 26-24, 25-22, and 25-18. McKenna Ogus led the way with 14 kills. Corinna Costa and Cambria Waits were also in double figures. Six players had double figures in digs, and the team combined for 14 block assists with the defense helping close out that third set. FPU sits in third place as of November 1st today. And they will look to gain some ground. A big weekend we'll tell you about a little bit later. The men's soccer team delivered a thrilling comeback over the Academy of Art Thursday night. FPU had an early lead on a goal by Antonio Lepe, but the Sunbirds were on their heels in the second half as the Urban Knights scored twice. And FPU was down a goal in the 80th minute. The Sunbirds with the last five minutes, we're still trailing a goal, but Fabricio Pozas Saboya headed home across from Lucas Ribeiro to tie the match in the 86th minute, and it took just a minute and 14 seconds for Gabriel Montero to score the game winner and FPU with a thrilling 3-2 victory over the Art U Urban Knights on Thursday night. Montero and Ribeiro each scored again on Saturday as FPU took a two-goal lead into the second half over PacWest leaders Dominican, but the Penguins found their way back against a shorthanded FPU team. Sunbirds played with just nine in the closing minutes. Dominican scored three goals in 13 minutes in a span in the second half with a penalty kick in the 79th minute proving the difference in fending off FPU's second upset of the conference leader this year. FPU will look to close out its season this coming Saturday when they host Azusa. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later. But a bright spot for the Sunbirds 
happened Saturday and Friday night as well as head coach Jaime Ramirez Hall of Fame induction at Clovis Unified High School. An integral part of the soccer community in the Valley, Ramirez was honored by the Clovis School District Saturday night. Despite his 32 years leading Fresno Pacific Soccer, the first sport he played as a kid in Clovis was football. He was recognized at halftime of the Clovis West Clovis High football game Friday night before the induction ceremony on Saturday. Back on the pitch, Fresno Pacific's women's soccer scored a handful of goals Thursday in a 5-0 drubbing of Art U. They held on to second place for the moment. Tori DeLeon had a goal and an assist as she cemented her place as the most prolific point scorer at FPU in the NCAA era. She's third in points all time in school history, third in goals, and fourth in assists. The Sunbirds the Sunbirds recognized her and five other seniors after the Saturday night match against Dominican. FPU couldn't keep the goal scoring going in that match. It was a 2-0 defeat, and the loss drops the Sunbirds to fourth in the PacWest standings. Sunbirds Swim and Dive had a couple of individual wins and a more than a handful of top five finishes on Friday at the Slug Shootout in UC Santa Cruz. Jan Bielecki won both the 100 and 200 freestyles and propelled FPU's 200 medley team to a second-place finish. Dennis Durr and Nelson Meyer had second-place finishes in the 100 breaststroke and 100 backstrokes, respectively. FPU's women also had a strong finish in the 200-yard medley. Iona Paula, Natalie Noble, Tatum Benson, and Rosemary Chapman finished 10th in a crowded field. Paula also had a solid performance in the 100-yard backstroke, coming in with a time just under a minute for a top-five finish. Day two in Santa Cruz featured multiple top finishes from the Sunbirds. 17 events featured FPU swimmers. Jackson Calloway was fantastic in the distance races. He finished first in both the 1650 and 500 yard relays. His finals time of 1657.79 was nearly five seconds faster than second place, and he won the 500 by nearly three seconds. Other first place finishers included another performance by Bielecki in the 50 yard butterfly. Durr added one in the 200 yard breaststroke. And Paula added a victory in the 50-yard backstroke. The team of Meyer, Trevor Riley, Nico Barna, and Bielecki landed a win in the 200-yard freestyle relay with a time of a minute and 26 seconds. Handful of second-place finishes as well for FPU. The men's 400 medley relay team of Meyer, Derb, Bielecki, and Barna posted a time of 3 minutes and 32 seconds. Meyer also grabbed a second-place finish in the 50-yard backstroke, while Durr did it in the 50-yard breaststroke. The Alpha Graphics student-athletes of the week this week will stake in the pool where Ayana Paula, with her win in the 50-yard backstroke as well as good performances on Friday, will earn the nod on the women's side and on the men's side, Lucas Hibero, with a couple of goals in a couple of matches. He was dynamic for Fresno Pacific. The freshman seemed like he was setting up every goal with a cross and created a lot of opportunities for FPU. So the freshman, Lucas Ribeiro, and then Ayana Paula, the swimmer for FPU in her junior season, each get the Alpha Graphics Students of the Week Award. I mentioned it's the best time of the year on the sports calendar because you get everything that you want. Fall baseball practices going on. Women's tennis was out in Santa Cruz for their first competition under Sam Geddert after the men played the previous weekend. Women's water polo also had its fall scrimmages and good reports from the coaching staff on that. Literally every team on campus doing something right now and who isn't happy playing their sport. We'll tell you a little bit more about what's coming up this week later on, but we have Tim Beauregard coming up to talk about the upcoming women's hoop season. You're listening to the Sunbird Sound Off presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frowsey.
At Alpha Graphics Fresno, the success of your business is your biggest priority and ours as well. Alpha Graphics Fresno is a locally owned creative company offering custom print, design, signs, and marketing solutions. Almost anything that's awesome. We truly care about product quality, customer satisfaction, and establishing long-term partnerships with our clients. Visit us at 3950 North Chestnut Diagonal, Suite 107, or give us a call today at 559-476-2900. Connect with Alpha Graphics and be awesome. Every team needs a player that can be trusted to go beyond the box score. When it comes to insurance, you need an agent that you can trust with life, health, and business insurance, as well as home and auto. Sheila Frowsing, a member of the Sunbird family, a women's basketball alum, and farmer's insurance agent, is that person to put your trust in. Sheila specializes in all of your insurance needs, going beyond the basics and providing service that will exceed your expectations. Farmer's insurance agent, Sheila Frowsing, 559-221-5160. Welcome back to the Sunbird Sound Off. Once again, Tim Slack pinch hitting for Eric Bentley, who will be back next week. But it is my joy to bring in women's basketball head coach here at Fresno Pacific, entering his seventh season, Tim Beauregard. It's the conversation of the Tims. We've <laughs> talked about this a little bit, Coach, but uh, at some point we're going to have to fight to figure out who gets to use Tim and who has to use their last name. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. Oh, now, no, I was going to say seniority, you win. You no, got if it, anybody right. gets upset, it's always just it's Tim's fault, and, and then at least there's a good chance they won't, they won't come to the right Tim. Oh, don't put that up publicly. <laughs> I thought we were going to start like making people have difficulty. Uh, speaking of something that probably was not difficult, or maybe it was, uh, you get your whole team back, so it didn't seem like you had to, to recruit a ton last year, this offseason. Um, how, how big of a blessing is that? as we get ready for the, the hoop season, how, how nice was it to have so many players returning? Yeah, there's a, there's a high level of continuity and consistency that I think comes with that. That is, uh, that is really great. But uh, you know, say it all the time, you lose one player, you gain one player, everything has to be reestablished. Your culture has to be re- reestablished. Mm. Uh, we lost Megan Sherritt right to graduation. And, and now she's doing really great things back in London um, and excited for her, but she was a uh, huge piece of our culture and the heartbeat of our team in a lot of ways. And so we knew that was going to come with some of the challenges and some other people were prepared to step up into those and fill those shoes. So that was fine. And then we add Aaliyah, who, you know, I've known since she was, you know, 15, 16 years old and, and, and we knew fit us in, in a lot of ways. So even with that addition of one, subtraction of one, uh, you have to be careful not to just think that everything seamlessly just comes back the next year you got to kind of fight for the culture again and do you know the 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 normal things that you do the normal cadence at the beginning of the year to establish the 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 things that you need to establish kind of the you know the the storming norming forming uh and performing and and so we we had to go through all those normal steps again and um yeah but definitely some consistency um and some excitement to kind of have everybody back and and everybody being back in, in a slightly better version of themselves i think is what we're most excited about well that's awesome yeah the, all the starters from last year are back I, I know you've talked a lot to me about losing megan sherritt but adding in Aliyah sewell um with the group that's back i think one of the things last year that was tough and i'm trying to to get some numbers to back this up but obviously Rachel Berry missed mm. quite a bit of time. Um, you look over, you know, here and there, right? I- injuries were, were always an uh, issue or something you were paying attention to last year. Foul trouble w- was a thing, too. Um, just the depth of this team, though, how much did all of that adversity last year lay the groundwork for what you've been able to do in the offseason yeah. to prepare for this year? Yeah, it's it's huge, right? Like, there's... There's certain challenges that every team has, right? So the 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 luckiness of just not having uh, a lot of injuries is a part of every everybody's season. To have a successful season, usually you you gotta uh, avoid some of those those injuries that that'll really hurt your team. Um, so no, it, you know nobody's feeling sorry for you when you get banged up. Uh, and we had you know our fair share of that last year. Rachel kind of being out for a big chunk. Um, we had Lydia Manu, who was, 
dealt with a knee injury basically all year after about five games in. Vanessa Cochran, our best shooter off the bench, was you know basically a shell of herself the three last three quarters of the season. And so, yeah, but again, nobody's feeling sorry for you. Uh, what it did do is it allowed us, you know, you talked about the depth that we have this year. Well, I, I'm not sure if we're as confident in that depth if we don't get the opportunity to see so many reps last year and, and so much growth, you know. Uh, Julie for us, uh, Julie Ramirez, she started the last 11 games of the year. And I think last year we thought maybe she'd play off the bench for us, you know, maybe eight to 10 minutes a game. And because of how she performed and her growth last year, she's an integral part of, of our success for this year. And, and I can go down the line with some of those players that got more of an opportunity because of the injuries last year that we we're banking on. And so now we look at this season and we feel like, hey, you know, 13 or 14 deep every game is a recipe for success for us. And, and we know we can bank on that because we have just a lot of really good college basketball players that I think are going to lend um, themselves to us playing the style that we want to. And we haven't been able to do that the last couple of years. And so, uh, God willing, we'll, we'll have a, a bit healthier of a season and we'll be able to play that style um, from start to finish this year. One of the things that I've noticed you've talked about, you, you talk a ton with this team about communication. You, you've talked about energy. And obviously those have been kind of hallmarks of, of what you've done and, and what you've brought to the, the Fresno Pacific Women's Basketball Program. Um, how, how does maybe some of the pieces, whether it's some of your leadership, um, or even maybe some of the, the upperclassmen, how have they kind of emulated that to you, um, kind of leading up into this season? Yeah, I think that's, there's, there's a lot of ways to go with that. It's pretty multifaceted, you know, just the, the energy, the excitement to chase the best version of yourselves every single day is something that we've established over the last handful of years. We, we've done that just by simply recruiting uh, incredibly mature, smart, funny, driven young women who care about uh, each other and care about uh, again, chasing the best version of themselves, but ultimately, what does that mean for us chasing the best version of our team? Mm -hmm. And so I think when you have some some consistency and some continuity, like we spoke about earlier with a lot of returners, um, there's certain things that maybe can go a little bit more unspoken. There, there's a challenge that they have. Uh, you know, for instance, if we're in practice and, and maybe the energy isn't there, more often than not, they're the ones challenging each other before I even have to get involved. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that, you know, that that's a really positive thing about that, you know, consistency and, and culture, um, again, that you have to fight for every year. And so I think sometimes it's just a reminder to them of, of what we're going after and how we're trying to be better every single year. And we certainly have that. And so I think the energy, the excitement, the communication, although not perfect at this point, uh, we're in a really good spot right now compared to where we've been the last couple of years. And because of that, we feel like, uh, there's a lot of success that's going to come our way as long as we continue to fight every day to be that better version of ourselves. Two Tims here on Sunbird. Sound off Tim Slack talking with women's basketball head coach Tim Beauregard, who enters his seventh season at the helm. As always, Sunbird Sound off brought to you by farmer's insurance agent Sheila Frowsing, a uh, women's basketball alum. And that talks a little bit to the culture. You've been talking a little bit about culture, Coach. Uh, you know, one of the things that, and I mentioned this to you in private before, but one of the things that was always interesting to me watching you coach last year uh, from a different bench, right? Just perspective of uh, this way I watch all coaches, how they interact with their team, what are the things that they get upset about. Um, I mentioned to you, one of the, the things that stood out to me is your demeanor just never changed. And the game I, I happened to watch was against Point Loma last year on the road. You guys got into foul trouble. And I, I'd even made the comment on a broadcast of you had played 12 players before the end of the first quarter uh, of that game, more so than the depth, which you were talking about a minute ago. What about your style? I, I mean, you've talked to me about not wearing suits because you want your team to emulate that playing loose and, and playing free. What about that has maybe changed or evolved since you've been leading this team, this program? So another good question. I think, again, some, some different ways to go. Um, 
you know, game days are supposed to be really fun. We talk about that all the time. So you do all the work leading into it. When you get to the game day, we, for years now, have an embody, embodied, like, a really loose atmosphere. It's like, you know, like we always say, it's like, what's the best test to take? It's the one you know you're, you know all the answers to, right? And so we try to prepare our team to to fill that way on game day and so that we can just be loose and, and be excited and, and just get to go, you know, take the test that we – that we've studied for. And, um, you know, I'm a pretty passionate about what I do. Uh, I, I love it. You know, we say all the time, this is a, a big one from Haydock, but I have, I believe it to be true. It's like, it's, it's not lost on me that I get to coach a children's game mm. for a living. And, and we talk about that with our players all the time, that, that just what a fun excitement, uh, excitement filled kind of lifestyle that we lead um, doesn't come without its challenges. It's, it's, it can be really difficult day to day and the grind and, and the commitment to it, but it's so fun. Mm. And uh, one of the things that we lean into every year, and I try to just really talk about this with my team because I think it keeps perspective for them on what game days are and what competitions should look like is when you finish playing, you lose out on the opportunity to have those euphoric moments. Mm. You get them in other ways in your life. You, you know, you graduate, you get married, you have kids, you, you buy a house. There, there's some really amazing things that come throughout life, but there's something a little bit different about a stretch of a game that, that ends in a five Oh run and an and one to take the lead <laughs> and the crowd's going crazy. And, um, you don't get that again when you graduate. And, and I live vicariously through it. I, I don't get it the mm. way that my players do, but we try to make sure that they understand that that feeling is fleeting. Mm. It's not something that follows you the rest of your life. Uh, other amazing things take its place, but that specific, unique feeling is something that is uh, very much for a college athlete uh, competing at a high level. And so I think keeping that perspective of we're searching for that, as many times as possible, we can find that in a game. That's what we're searching for. And uh, usually you get it a couple of times throughout the game. And, and if you're lucky enough, you get it enough to, to uh, you know, be in the lead when the, when the final horn sounds. And so I think, you know, keeping it in perspective uh, allows our team to play a little looser, a little bit more free and search for those moments, those two or three passes that lead to a wide open shot that gets the crowd going. And um, you know, those types of plays, I think, are, are so impactful. And as long as we're searching for those, uh, there's a lot of fun and excitement that we get to uh, seek out every game. Hmm. I, I like that. That that translates a lot. And, you know, we had the um, the tip-off dinner about a month ago at this point. And I know you were talking to a lot of the supporters that came out and, and talked about the program. And you talked about the influence that your team has on you and and I think to to hear that right of you're trying to to establish all those memories that they will remember and kind of attribute to your leadership but at the same time you get back so much from them which is something that you you talk a lot about um what what stands out to you with maybe even just this group in particular about the, those moments and those things that that you draw back what makes this team unique yeah, I think if you look at the last handful of years in a whole, uh, it, it, it goes back to what I had said earlier is, um, you know, what type of person we recruit, um, you know, the dream chaser who really is selfless, uh, again, who cares about the right thing on and off the court every single day, who cares that about their academics and understands that that degree is the ultimate goal here. Um, those types of things. And so now you look at these last couple of years and, and this team, uh, uh, same same kind of feel. Um, it's just a bunch of like-minded people together who inspire each other to be great and pursue greatness. And, um, you know, I often tell my team that, that I am led by them more on a daily basis than I could ever lead them. I'm just so blessed and so um, fortunate to have the type of people that I have on a daily basis that they're in my office and in our assistant's office every day and that we just get to get inspired um, to be around them. And, and again, the maturity and the selflessness and, and all of the things that matter most in life, it's really fun because we're not around a bunch of just 
college athletes were around a bunch of really inspiring people who inspire me to be a better coach every day, to be a better husband, to be a better father, um, and who are a bunch of world changers, in my opinion, that, that over these next couple of years, we're just going to see more and more of our alumni doing amazing things. And we can look in our own community and, and find a lot of them right now. And um, that to me is really inspiring. And it, it's, it's very, very easy <laughs> to mm. get up in the morning and, and come to work when you're working and you're passionate. It depletes you. It takes you to empty. But uh, as a true passion should, it's the only thing that fills me back up every single day. And so I'm willing to go to empty every day because I know the next day when I wake up, I'm going to get filled up by the the people in our program. Mm. Awesome stuff. We're going to keep talking with head coach Tim Beauregard coming up in just a little bit. It's the Sunbird Sound Off presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frowsey. Hello, I'm Joe Haydock, license number 02013076. My wife, Cynthia, and I own and operate Haydock Real Estate. Hi, I'm Cynthia Haydock, license number 01358518. Haydock Real Estate protects your interests by handling your transaction with competence and kindness. We invite you to call us at 559-392-5283 to learn how our thoughtful approach can help you sell or buy your next home. Call Haydock Real Estate today at 559-392-5283. Executive Auto Detailing has over 30 years in business around Fresno, the complete automotive detailing and restoration place. They're ready to exceed your high standards when polishing, waxing, engine steam cleaning, or shampooing your car. Family owned and operated with over 15 professional detailed technicians to meet your car's every need. Executive Auto Detailing is ready to serve you, so head to executiveautocenter.com or call 559-222-9987. to the Sunbird Sound Off presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frowsing. Tim Slack filling in for Eric Bentley today. The Sunbird Sound Off presented by women's basketball alumni, class of 2004, Sheila Frowsing, whether it's home, auto, or business, trust fellow Sunbird Sheila Frowsing to help protect you. 559-221-5160. From one former Sunbird hoops player, to the current coach, Tim Beauregard, sticking with me this afternoon, this podcast. People don't listen to podcasts at any time, coach. They, they listen to it all over the time. Um, just lost in time today. Uh, Want to preview a little bit of the year. We were talked about a lot of the things that have made this program great over the last couple of years since you've taken over and, and the way you guys have ascended. Um, from afar, I think you look at the fact that you guys are returning – so many players from last year. You mentioned the one addition, Aliyah Sewell, uh, to, to give you guys some versatility on the wing. But you have so much coming back. And I wanted to start in the backcourt a little bit. Felicia Dorva, uh, Rachel Berry, Jolene Corona, all going to play some valuable minutes in, in the backcourt for you. I'm, I know I'm leaving out some names. Uh, Olivia Garcia will, will play some, some time there, too. Won the skills competition mm-hmm. at the Bird Squad block party the other day. Um, that group, what about that group? I mean, it, it is versatile. It's almost like a, a pick-your-poison type of thing that you get to roll out there. Uh, but what about that group in particular gives you the most confidence? Uh, versatility. They can All four of them can run the one, and all four of them can run the two or three. Um, and really, you know, you can throw in some of the other guards with Lydia and Julie and, and whatnot that, that can kind of do that as well. And so... Um, because of that, we'll have multiple lineups on the court where it's whatever guards closest becomes the one and, and everybody else kind of flows into the two and the three. And so, uh, yeah, that backcourt's really exciting. The other thing, if you look at just the four of them who would be kind of the four ones that can also play other positions, uh, there's some versatility just within the four of them. So we'll, we'll actually play Rachel off ball a bit more. Uh, to start this year and to start games and whatnot because we'll just let Fella kind of dictate and run the show a little bit and, and give Rachel some other opportunities off the ball to where she doesn't have to have so much uh, wear and tear bringing the ball up. Um, 
Felicia's in her bag right now, hmm. just uh, uh, as far as the years that I have spent with her and, and been blessed to coach her. She is, is as in control of her game and our team on the court as I've ever seen. Um, and she's playing with a, a lot of confidence and just a lot of control. And so that's, that's really exciting for us. We know that she can win games for us in a multitude of reason, uh, a multitude of ways, um, not just scoring the ball, distributing the ball, guarding the ball, all, all of the different things. And, and then I think you got Joe who can just heat up at, at any given moment, hit three, four or five big shots. She's not afraid of any moment. She just has a, a knack to make plays. Um, and then Olivia is, uh, she's superhuman and hmm. she's got, uh, some superhero gifts, uh, with her athleticism and her speed. And I think she's just coming into her own right now. And, um, people are going to really see a different side of, of her this year on the court of dictate, dictating pace, getting other people involved. She's shooting the ball incredibly well. Um, and then we all know what Rachel can do. So if we can get, you know, that out of Rachel in spots, um, she, she can swing a game in about a minute, uh, with, with her skill set, And, and so there's just a lot of talent in that group. And, you know, I could swing it right over to the guards, you know, and say the exact same thing about them and their versatility and strength and, uh, ability to guard multiple positions, I think is a really big thing for our guards this year is we have many guards that can guard one through four, even one through five on certain nights. Uh, and that helps uh, a lot with versatility for us. Well, versatility is such a, a key word. And then, again, going back to Elias Sewell, who you bring in, 5'10", freshman transfer from uh, CSU Bakersfield. But you, you kind of have a similar built player, uh, Anissa Rillo, 5'9", sophomore, who played a lot last year. She's actually from my area, went to Salesian oh, yeah. uh, up in the Bay Area. Um, those two in particular, they physically write a lot of the, the same things. But the wing, you throw in Lydia Manu in that group. Um, I know you mentioned Julie Ramirez earlier. Uh, and then Vanessa Cochran, as, as she gets back into it. Um, that, that two position and then trending into the three, it seems like there, there's just one through three. There's so much interchangeability. Um, how do you balance that? Uh, play a style that gets them all on the court. Uh, there, there really isn't another way. Uh, it it kind of keeps the job simple for me and Tino when it comes to subbing is we're not doing our job if we're not getting them all on the court each quarter. Mm. Um, mm. That has to be a part of it. And I think we have, uh, we, we have talked a lot about this with our team, and I think everybody is in agreement that uh, – it could be anybody any night. And for, for that to be the case, we have to give everybody an opportunity every night to positively impact winning. And um, so, yeah, it, it makes it a little bit easier for us at the beginning of games to make sure that we get everybody in and a little bit harder to, to dictate if there's a lot of people playing well, then who, who's our crunch time lineup? Uh, I think we're going to see a lot this year that what we start the game with is not what we end the game with. And I think that's kind of fun for our team to know that any given night they can earn those those crunch time minutes um, will be really interesting for us, and and the versatility of all of those guards that can play, you know, really one through four, and you can you can pull Sada and Jenna and, and and put them into that guard mix too. They can play the four, five, and play some of the guards. So you know, there's there's a lot of fun with a lineup like that, and and knowing that our job every game is to give everybody an opportunity to help us win the game. I like how you say it's fun because most coaches when they go to a rotation that's like 10 or 11. They start getting bald spots and going gray. I'm getting those as well, yeah. <laughs> I went gray a couple of years ago, but yeah, all of that is also the case. All just because you're trying to balance 14, right, yeah. in, in the rotation. Feasibility-wise, what does that look I mean, is that something you feel like, how necessary is that? How sustainable is that when, when you get into that rotation? Make it sound like it's it's integral to what you guys are going to do it is yeah i think that's the difference this year right we are uh healthy enough right now that that it's very easy for us to view that as part of um part of our ability to win games this year and be in the top of our league is to to drag teams into deeper water uh with us a little bit and and pick up the tempo both offensively and defensively and give everybody the opportunity. It's really, really hard when you do a scout. The, the easiest scouts are when you have to look at three, four, five, or six players from the other team. The hardest thing is, is when you got to put 13 on the scout 
and we hope to be playing in a way that that if they don't account for Julie, that they're gonna they're gonna wish that they had or Lydia or you know Sada. Well, Sada's not good. They'll all account for Sada, <laughs> <laughs> Jenna and and Lindsay and everybody that we have. Bree, you know, like the, there's there's just that that uh, you know complexity to the fact that we need to give them all a chance, but the um, the the easiness of just knowing that that's probably our best way way to succeed anyway. So that that's what we have to do. All right, from versatility to maybe some more fixtures in your lineup. Anissa Rillo, Mason Ricks, they're going to be in your lineup all the time. Uh, Sarah Lundquist, you already touched on a little bit, but she's kind of in that mold too. Anissa and Mason, though, kind of kind of fixtures right in in the spots that they play. What makes the the combo of them so dynamic and so dangerous? Yeah, two different players for us, but both uh, will have a large opportunity to impact the game each night. Uh, you know, starting with Anissa, she is, you know, we keep hitting that word versatility. Um, she's kind of a, a backbone of what we do offensively and defensively. Um, she could guard the other team's best player any given night. Um, and now, you know, her and I were talking yesterday, she's got some running mates and Lydia and Julie that, that can carry that load. Um, and that's also because we need a lot from her offensively each night. She's just so strong, so skilled, does so many different things, uh, just a really dynamic player for us. And then, yeah, Mason is, uh, has worked so hard. And, and I think the, the biggest challenge for her is staying on the, on the court, not being in foul trouble. Uh, she's so strong and, uh, she has such a high motor, that uh, she just ends up <laughs> in the mix quite a bit. And when she ends up in the mix, bodies hit the floor and it's not hers. So yeah. she, she ends up picking up some fouls even when she's in the right spot sometimes. But she stays on the floor for us. Uh, we, we have an extra gear to us. Um, you know, she distributes the ball so well. She plays uh, off the guard so well and, and just has such a desire to set them up and work hard for them. Um, and she's going to be able to, you know, score it inside for us as well, um, and which is such a good combo for for her and Sada, who who can shoot the ball and score inside. And then we have that kind of X factor and Bree coming off the bench as well, and Jenna and Lindsay that can all do different things. And we need to get Bree going each game uh, because she's she's somebody who can really change the complexities of the game, both offensively and defensively. If we can get her locked in each each session she comes in, each time she comes in. And so, yeah, there's a lot of versatility there in, in the posts as well. And, yeah, some of those some of those fixtures, Knightley and, and Anissa and, and Mason and Sada and Felicia uh, and a handful of other players that, that every night will have an opportunity to help us. Tim Slack talking with Tim Beauregard here on the Sunbird Sound Off. Eric Bentley will be back next week uh, getting ready for hoop season because it is – we're we're in full swing, mm -hmm. honestly, because you guys already played uh, Nevada, uh, what last week, November yep. twenty or October twenty first. Now we're into November, and this coming Monday you're going to play at Fresno State. So people an opportunity to go see you guys at the Save Mart Center four thirty Monday night against the Bulldogs. Uh, what did you learn from Nevada that you are adjusting, wanting to see? Uh, growth or or just see again maybe if it was a positive thing against Fresno State? Yeah, I think our biggest focus this year is just timing and spacing, right? So offensively, are we where we're supposed to be at the time that we're supposed to be there? Defensively, are we disrupting the other team's offense so that they can't be where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there? Um, what we found against Reno is that we were good at, at understanding where to be and what time to be there. Not so great in the fundamentals of how to make uh, things happen when we got there. And so just footwork stuff and uh, a little bit of timing, which we knew, you know, we, we, we started our official practices on Monday and we had uh, went up there Thursday and played them Friday. So we knew uh, what we had in wasn't going to be enough to be a, a well-rounded um, display, but we knew what we we were going to walk away going, okay, what does the next two weeks exactly need to look like? And I think that's the benefit of that early game is there has been no confusion on what our practices need to look like and what we need to work on um, going forward. And so I think, you know, we really spent a lot of time in that film because we had the time 
and uh, our, our team is locked in on what they can do better. We're locked in on, as coaches, what we can do better to, to give them great practice structure to work on specifically what's going to help them when we get to games. And Reno pressured us. They were big. They were strong. Uh, they were really connected. And uh, it gave us an opportunity against a really good team to say, okay, if we want to be who we want to be this year, these four or five things we have to work on. I think the benefit of that is uh, a month before that, when we're in our preseason, uh, everything needed to be worked on. There was, there wasn't anything specific. It's just that we had to keep on shoveling through it as we kept saying. And, and now uh, we get to Reno and we come away from Reno going, okay, here's the five things we must get better at before we play Fresno State. And so it's been really fun to, to be really specific and nuanced in our approach this last week. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Nevada was really big. They were really big. Yeah, they, they <laughs> were, were really good. About as big as, as I think I've seen yeah. them in, in recent years. So another good task. Uh, on Monday, Save Mart Center, 4.30. If you're not coming out to Volleyball at the Special Events Center, we expect to see you in full throat for the Sunbirds Monday night. Uh, a couple of quick questions sure. before I let you go, uh, talking about the schedule and the outlook on, on the season. So you're going to play a couple CCA schools to start the year on the road. You're going to go up to the Bay Area, see Chico State playing that game at Dominican, Sonoma State at Roner Park. CCA schools, uh, you know, always helpful. I don't know that everybody always understands this. It's helpful for region rankings. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a couple of wins. Not only does it help you, it helps the conference, and it, it helps just how people view everything. Uh, what what do you look for aside from wins uh, out, out of playing those schools? Yeah, I think, you know, early on, it's it's uh, it depends year to year. It kind of shifts, but I think an overall broad approach for us is we're looking for what is going to help us win a PacWest championship. Mm -hmm. And um, you get some really tough CCA schools right off the bat. It's a really good barometer of where we'll stand when we get to league. And so there's still a growth mindset as there is all year. We don't want to be playing our best basketball. Now we would much rather peak in, uh, that first week of March than mm -hmm. we would now. So I think it's, it's a consistent growth mindset of every game is going to teach us something now if we can learn some of those lessons and walk away with the win, that's the ideal approach uh, because it's, you, you know, you have to learn how to win. When I first mm -hmm. took over here, it took us a little while to learn how to win for me, how to coach a winning team and for our players to, to really believe that we can learn and we can grow throughout the year while also, uh, you know, getting some, some uh, wins in that column. And so uh, that's the approach again this year as it is every year is, uh, we want to, you know, play fast and, and play a lot of players and we want to be in great shape, which I'm really impressed with my team this year. This is the most in shape I've ever had a team come awesome. back. And that was yeah. our focus over the summer. And so we're going to we're going to see that when you get to games, no matter how in shape you are from practices, when you get to games, <laughs> it's a little different. A little different. We experienced that a, a bit at Reno. And so that was a good experience as well from that game. And so now That's it's altitude. Too, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now it is. Uh, let, let's let's you know we got those games coming up really quick we play fresno state and then we turn around and have our first two games that matter that opening weekend against two really solid opponents and it'll be really fun to see where we stand at that point we go reno and fresno state and then we're right into games that matter and so uh, maintaining a level of confidence in these first two exhibitions with a growth mindset is huge and we'll walk away from that weekend feeling like we learn more about what it's going to take to win a Pac West championship. Mm -hmm. And that's all you can really ask for on those two uh, opening weekends. Well, those will be on the road. You guys come back November 15th to play UC Merced at home, 6 p.m. Special Event Center. That's the only game that night. And then uh, going to host that little crossover classic. You'll host Cal State Monterey Bay November 18th. That's Friday. And then San Francisco State on the 19th. All tickets available at fpuathletics.com. Uh, so hopefully you come out and support them. Last thing to, to touch on, uh, conference rankings comes out, and you talked about winning the conference championship. You open up conference play December 1st against Biola. Uh, your very good friend. I know a lot of people over at that school as well for whatever reason. Uh, 5 p.m. here at the Special Events Center for that game. Pick seventh in the conference. Uh, tied for seventh. Yeah, tied for seventh in the conference. That, that is important. Um, how do you feel about preseason rankings in general? <laughs> how, how do we how do we contextualize that? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think they they don't matter. Um, but it's good to, to it's good to see it when you know you're at the top, you get the recognition that you want. If you're at the bottom, you got the motivation, and mm. so we we got the motivation. That's I mean, that's fair. It's a fair ranking from last year. We squeaked our way into the playoffs, but if you look at it in its entirety, we've made the playoffs every year for since we made the year made the playoffs for the first time in school history. And you know, COVID year, we would have certainly made the playoffs with our record. It just didn't have a playoffs, and so we uh, we set out when I took over this program with the players that were were a part of it. And since then, to be a playoff team every single year, because if we're a playoff team, that means we have a chance at winning the Pac West Championship. Mm. Um, and so. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to being a playoff team again this year, and um, we got to do a little bit of work on that ranking. But the good thing is that ranking means absolutely nothing. The work we have to do is in between the lines, and and when that ball tips in the middle, it's five on five, and we feel really really good about our squad for a multitude of reasons. And so we look forward to being a playoff team again, and and proving that that's who we are every single year. Awesome. Uh, Fresno Pacific will be in action four thirty at the Save Mart Center on Monday against Fresno State. The men will follow that game. And then your first chance to see the Sunbirds at home is going to be Tuesday, November 15th at 6 p.m. Head coach of the women's basketball team, Tim Beauregard. Coach, thanks for giving me so much of your time today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Sunbird Sound Off presented by Farmers Insurance agent Sheila Frowsing will get you the upcoming schedule when we come back. If you belong to a Mennonite brethren, Mennonite, Brethren in Christ or other Anabaptist church and are looking for home or auto insurance, look no further than Mennonite Insurance. We insure our members' homes, churches, and our commitment is to provide you with competitively priced superior insurance products with the highest quality service. Instant, no obligation homeowner's estimate is available to you in 15 seconds at MennoniteInsurance.com. Executive Auto Center of Fresno is ready to meet and exceed your high standards with the highest commitment of excellence. The experienced sales staff is eager to share its knowledge and enthusiasm with you. Browse their online inventory or schedule a test drive. Family owned and operated, head to executiveautocenter.com or call 559-222-9191. Wrapping up the Sunbirds sound off, Tim Slack pinch hitting for Eric Bentley, who will be back next week, but plenty to get you updated with and prepared for this week before Eric comes back. And it starts this Thursday. Check out Fox 26, 8 o'clock on Thursday, 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock hours. Jaime Ramirez, the 32-year head coach of the men's soccer team, and a couple of Sunbird soccer players will be on Fox 26 talking about the sport and the rules ahead of the World Cup that will be on their air coming up this holiday season. And so you can see the Sunbirds on Fox 26, support FPU in that regard. And then that afternoon, Thursday, November 3rd, 4 p.m., the men's basketball team will be in action hosting Southern California Leadership University in an exhibition inside the Special Events Center. Their first formal activity, even though it doesn't count for their record, at 4 p.m. No live stream available for that one, so be sure to come out to the Special Events Center and see your Sunbirds for the first time in the 22-23 season. On the road this week, Fresno Pacific Volleyball will be at Concordia, a huge matchup at 7 p.m. FPU currently in third place as of today in the PacWest. They're just a half game behind Point Loma for second place, but Concordia, one of the only teams that have beaten them in conference play. Uh, Fresno Pacific needs a win to both keep the Golden Eagles 
at bay and also try and catch Point Loma. That game's at 7 p.m. in Irvine. And then the Sunbirds will see the Sea Lions Saturday, 1 p.m. when they travel down to San Diego and two huge matchups for the Fresno Pacific volleyball team. Before that, though, on Saturday, the Fresno Pacific cross-country teams will be in action running up in the Bay Area. I believe it's in San Leandro where they'll be holding the Pac-West Championships 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. FPU feeling pretty good about that. Head coach Ray Winter uh, pretty positive about his team's chances on the men's side of repeating and the women's side of certainly making some noise as uh, they had some good results up in Santa Clara a couple weeks ago in their final tune-up. Other activity on Saturday on the road, men's water polo will be at Santa Clara, also in the Bay Area. 2 p.m. start for the Sunbirds in the water of Santa Clara. Then at home, Saturday the 5th, women's soccer will host Azusa Pacific at 3 p.m. Joel Robinson going up against his former head coach. Uh, Should be a good matchup as the Sunbirds trying to stay towards the top of the PacWest standings. And then men's soccer will close out their season 5 p.m. against Azusa. That is senior night for FPU. Sunday, men's water polo will be in action again. They'll be at home, Sunnyside High School, as they take on Air Force 2 p.m. We'll have the stream on fpuathletics.com as well. And then on Monday, before we talk to you again, women's basketball, as we were talking about with Tim Beauregard, they'll play Fresno State at 4.30 in an exhibition at the Save Mart Center. And then men's basketball will play at 7 o'clock at the Save Mart Center, also against Fresno State. So make it a day. Head over there. If not, be sure to be at the Special Event Center and actually probably more importantly, be at the Special Event Center for Fresno Pacific Volleyball. They'll begin a three-match week. It's a busy stretch for them. Told you about the two road games. They're going to play all three Hawaii schools to close out the regular season. But Hawaii Pacific, the Sharks at 6 p.m. will be inside the Special Event Center to take on the Sunbirds. So a lot going on this weekend, beginning on Thursday and continuing Monday. Our week uh, just really shifted more towards Monday before any sort of a break uh, in action. And then next week, uh, a whole different set of schedules as we make the push. It's crossover season here at Fresno Pacific. And so uh, a lot to come out and see before Thanksgiving when it comes to Sunbird Athletics. Special thanks again to Tim Beauregard for spending some time with me today. And Eric Bentley, again, will be back next time here on the Sunbird Sound Off. For the FPU Athletic Department, I'm Tim Slack. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. This is Sunbird Sound Off, presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frowsey. Whether it's home, auto, renters, or business, for the insurance that best fits your needs, call Sheila Frowsey at 559-221-5160. Stay up to date with the Sunbirds at fpuathletics.com and on social media at FPU Sunbirds.